0: Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you on the pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On the Pace on a Monday morning. I hope you are well. I hope you're enjoying the racing weekend. Or I hope you made some money anyway. And I hope that if you get a chance to watch the Super Bowl today, you back a winner. Before then, we get to talk about a wonderful weekend of harness racing and the biggest name of the weekend. Might have been Bondi Lockdown. The most meritorious overall performance was from the old fella. His name is Tough Monarch. He's 11 years old. He won race five at Menango on Saturday night. Nothing overly amazing about that. But he became the most successful horse in the history of menangle he's won more races there than any other horse he's done it predominantly on courage and date speed and his trainer is ricky elchin ricky good morning thank you for joining us and you must be immensely proud of the old horse
1: yeah how are you mick yeah um yeah of course i am he you know he's been such a good horse and it's something you know once we um were equal with the record, it was something that I set out to achieve and that there was times there where I wasn't sure if he was going to do it but he, he's come back and he was first up for five months the other night and um, yeah, he, he managed to get the job done.
0: Okay, for those who don't follow the harness that closely or weren't aware of this story, how many times has Tough Monarch been to the wooden circle at Menangle?
1: Uh, that On Saturday night it was the 27th win at Menangle.
0: Quite remarkable when you consider, Ricky, how hard Menangle racing is. I know he's a superior horse and therefore he's had probably by most horses' standards some easy kills there, but gee, they run some big miles at Menangals. So for a trotter, I would presume he's probably trotted sub two minutes for virtually every mile, right? He's he's done something that no horse is probably going to do for a very long time.
1: No, that's right, Mick, and I think, um, you know, in any racing code, whether it be uh, thoroughbred racing, harness racing, or greyhound racing, I think it's an enormous feat um, for one horse or one animal to win 27 races at the one venue, um, you know, it takes some doing, and um, we're, we're just probably lucky that these standardbreds, you know, they, you know, they can a bit more than other horses, I suppose, and they're a bit more hardy. And this old horse, um, you know, his heart has taken him a long way. He's as tough as, um, and he, you know, I am really proud of him.
0: For those keeping score at home, he's had 106 starts. He's had 36 wins. Remarkably, he's only had 18 placings. Now, let's talk about that, Rick. Do you think as an older horse... He's got to the stage now where he's smart enough to look after himself when he's beaten because he hasn't run a placing in his last 12 starts, but he's won five of them. Or has he had a few little issues along the way that have taken managing that mean when he's not on his game, uh, it's pretty tough for him?
1: Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, as you get older horses or humans, you you do develop more issues. And, you know, he he is a horse that's had issues somewhat his whole career but they've obviously flared up um you know as he's got older and he's done a lot of traveling and yeah he does take a fair bit of managing um but you know the the good horses what they're worth putting the time and effort into and and they reward you and this horse has rewarded me on many occasions and you know it was such a thrill to get that um, record the other night
0: does he know what he's doing, Ricky? When, when you take him to the jog track for a normal morning, is it a case, because some horses you can, some horses you couldn't, but some of those older horses, you could put a 10-year-old kid behind him and they'd just jog their eight laps or 10 laps and come back in. What sort of horse's tough, Monarch?
1: It's probably taken him 11 years to settle down a little bit, Mick, but, um, yeah... Now that he has got a bit older, he is, you know, quite more relaxed. Um, you know, he does still get up on the bit, wants to pull a little bit when you do fast work him. But um, you know, we've got an incline treadmill here now uh, as a training tool, and he does a lot of work on that. And I think that has helped him. It also keeps the pressure off his his legs or his front legs when you can put him up on an incline and they they drive with their their back legs, so the pressure then comes off their front legs, and I think that has made a big difference. Um, Also, no dust. Um, You know, you've got the fans blowing on the treadmill and they get a clear airway, and I think that's a very big thing um, with horses that do develop lung problems and things like that.
0: Okay, not often we have replays on a Monday morning from a Saturday night race, but this fella deserves one. We'll let Ricky listen once again to Tough Monarch becoming the new king of Manangal. Here he is on Saturday night. The
2: back straight and tough monarch. He's looking to become the most winningest horse at this track if he can win. And he leads the way by four metres on drop the hammer. Ditto for him. If he can win, he becomes the most winningest horse here. Back in third spot, the insider, fair to cover. And then came Chinese Whisper, who's had a gun run. Elder Baron Tess is next. They were followed further back then by the visitors. Van Sank on the inside of Credit Master. One Magic Kenny is third last, second to last off the Backers right moves and last Sonny G second quarter 29-3 59 the half they leave the back straight and Tough Monarch he's making it a real test here Ulchen sends him away he races 10 metres in front in second posse at the moment drop the hammer feeling the strain a fair to cover here comes around the outside Chinese whisper Aldebaran test Van Sanks got to the outside at the moment there's no credit master but at the moment Tough Monarch is in splendid isolation leads the way by 10 metres on Chinese Whisper Fansanker's running home resolutely with Elder Baron Tess, can he do it? It's Tough Monarch, 100 left to go inch by inch, Sankers eating up the ground, Tough Monarch he gets to work Olchen, he's trying to become the most winningest horse at the track and he's done it, he goes home to win the Bay Johnny, beats Either Baron Tess, maybe a nose in front of Van Sink, and then came
0: one match. Ricky, listening back to that, um, obviously at the time you were in the Sulky, so you were involved in the process. It must be pretty cool to think how many journeys you two have been on together.
1: Oh, it is, Mick. Um, you know, not only at Menangle but all over Australia and also all over New Zealand. Um, yeah, he, he means a lot to me, that horse, and, you know, his days are probably coming to an end, but, yeah, it was quite satisfying um, to win that race the other night. I've never actually won a Group 1 race on him, Anthony Butt and Chris Venosio have won the big races on him and and I know the race the other night wasn't a feature race at all but it still probably meant the same to me Um, so yeah, it it was really really good.
0: Ricky, there'll be people listening to this who are galloping fans and they don't have a lot to do with the harness horses a couple of questions what does Tough Monarch do when he's not on the treadmill? On a fast work day, how do you work 11 year old trotter and what do you feed an 11 year old trotter because a lot of the trotters obviously don't get oats people think horses eat oats but a lot of them don't get oats these days because it ties them up and it makes them a bit hot so for those horse people out there give us that information on what he works and what he eats
1: um well I think Mick I still think oats is a really good feed I think it's um you know, it's a high energy feed and it's a good feed. I don't feed heaps of them, but a lot of people still do. Um, I actually feed uh, Mitovite, Formula 3, premix feed and whole corn and, you know, their salts and the supplements. Tough um, a horse that doesn't get massive feeds. Um, he's quite a good doing horse. He gets about four kilos of grain a day, but, you know, plenty of chaff, plenty of um, hay. Um, yeah, and then, you know, he's. He, for his work. Um, obviously, um, there's been a bit of debate about the hard surfaces here that we work on. I, I try not to um, overdo him on the main track because, you know, an old horse with a bit jointy and things like that, you like to keep them on a softer surface and keep the jar out of their legs. And yeah, just plenty of miles, not a lot of fast sprint work and things like that. And just, you know, try and keep a horse like him happy and he um I, I know him well enough that when he is happy um, and, and he's in the right frame of mind he you, you can tell just in his demeanor around the place he's you know he's on his toes and he's bright and he's he's happy and there's been times there where you know he, he has been a bit flat and you, you can tell you, once you've been around a horse for so long um, you know that they without talking to them you actually know their demeanor and, and you can tell what frame of mind they're in
0: All right, Ricky, um, he can't last forever, even if you get six months or another year out of him. What's the replacement? You've got some lovely horses around you. Who's going to be the new star of the stable once the old fella goes out into the paddock and becomes a riding horse or or just king of the property?
1: Um, Yeah, look, we're we're lucky enough to have quite a a strong team of horses coming through. Um, They're probably, you know, eight to ten weeks off racing. um, But, look... his family's quite strong. Um, a, a horse called Tough Love, who is all, that's his sister who is a group one winner already. Um, I think she's got a bright future, but he, his younger sister has only raced once for one win, um, a little filly called Tougher. We've actually really looked after this filly in giving her plenty of time. But I, I think she um, she's quite good, she's quite smart. She's about 12 weeks away from racing and I do think she's a filly that will step up and take his place.
0: Mate, it's been wonderful what you've been able to achieve with this horse. You've got a couple of horses racing tomorrow out of Menangles, so Menangles Tuesday afternoon, including a horse in the first on the card called King City. Um, looks a decent enough type of horse. Haven't seen it for about a month. What sort of chance would you give it in race one tomorrow for those who, who enjoy a, re, a responsible punt?
1: Um, On sheer ability I would say the horse should be winning but he he has been a frustrating horse to me Mick Um, I'm just not 100% sure where he's at in his preparation Um, His work's been okay Um, Tomorrow will be a, you know, if he can't win that he'll probably go back to the paddock for a little bit But he he has got his fair share of ability Um, He's just been slightly disappointing lately
0: Okay, you've got another horse in tomorrow who's going to start favourite or close enough to it. It might start second favourite. Race four, number four, go away again. Clearly his ability, one start, one win. Nice enough field, but I thought a horse who clearly hasn't finished winning yet.
1: Um, Yeah, look, he's a horse that he did win last week. Um, He's improved every time I've taken him to the trials, and he improved again at the races the other day, so... I mean, I don't think he's a world beater, but uh, when horses are improving like that, you're not sure how far they'll go. So he's quite reliable and he'll be running a
0: good race again. Freddie Singh is in race seven tomorrow. Actually, pretty nice field for a Tuesday afternoon, Freddie's field there. And you've got Ashley DeLosa doing the driving, so you get the claim.
1: Yeah, I actually think he's probably my best each-way chance tomorrow. I don't mind this horse. Um, he, his run last week was pretty good. He got back in the field and then copped a check when a horse galloped and he hit the line quite good. Um yeah, so if he can lob sort of in the first half of the field and get a cosy run, I expect him to be running home.
0: Mate, it's a great thing you've been able to achieve with this old horse, and you've obviously he's taken new places and you've taken him places. It's been a great story to be part of. Congratulations on having the most successful horse in Menangle's brief but very storied history. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning.
1: No worries at all, mate.
0: Ricky Alchin has the horse who's won 27 times. Not 27 times, full stop. 27 times at Menangle. Tough Monarch, that 27th coming in the Woodland Stud Bay. Johnny Trotter's free-for-all on Saturday night. Uh, another guy who was winning on Saturday night, he was... Actually, when Tough Monarch started racing, this guy wasn't even in the sulky. Cameron Hart, he might have been in the kids' carts. Um, Cam, Tough Monarch must have been a name who's been around Menangle since you were back in the kids' carts.
3: Yeah, he's been around a long time, that's for sure, Mick. And, um, yeah, he's been just a, such a super horse. You know, he's done such a good job for Ricky and the Connections, and yeah, he's uh, the most winningest horse at Menangle now, so he definitely deserves that title.
0: Another feature race for you on Saturday night. You drove Braveview Kelly in the Sibelia Stakes. It's the lead-up to the Queen Elizabeth in two weeks' time, or under two weeks now. I thought there wasn't much between Braveview Kelly and stylish Memphis, but I thought on the other night, Cam, Braveview Kelly's got the better of the stable mate at the moment. She looks to be really in the zone.
3: Yeah, that's right, man, she's definitely in the zone, and... You know, she's probably a, a bit younger mare that's on the way up and Stylish Memphis has been at the top level for you know, the past few seasons, like two or three seasons now. And um, Yeah, she was really impressive on, on Saturday night and hopefully we can get a good draw in the big one.
0: You also drove Sicario to win the other day for your good friend Jason Grimson. Um, he was good first up for Jason about three or four starts ago and he was only OK since. It wasn't the strongest field the other night. Do you see him being a factor in those newcastle mile miracle mile type races or do you see him a level below them during the carnival
3: yeah he's probably just a level below you know he's um if he gets a nice draw where he can trail the fences he's, he's not going to be far away he, he did give me a good feel on saturday he, he went 51 and he had a, a fair bit left he was sort of waiting for him but you know it's a, the next level up um you know racing miracle mile type horses but He's um he definitely hold his own as
0: well, mate. You drive uh, most of Jason's good horses, but you also drive a, a lot of other very good horses. How's Miracle Mile, Newcastle Mile, Preludes slash all that sort of stuff over the next month? How's it looking for you? Because we haven't seen Majestic Cruiser for a while. Um, you've been on and off your into dominion star and I cast no shadow what do you expect to be driving through Newcastle and the Miracle Mile preludes and who are we not going to see?
4: Yeah,
3: Majestic Cruiser he won't be there, he's um, out in the paddock spell and he'll be getting ready for Queensland Carnival but um, yeah, he's got cast no shadow he's probably the main horse um, You know, I'm not sure whether Jack will drive him or, or myself but either way he'll be there for Jace and um, he's got better zip, but he's still um you know barely inexperienced but he's got a lot of ability and he might give him a crack if he he might come out on saturday and um if he doesn't get a run in the newcastle mile and, and race in the free-for-all and see how he goes
0: we saw some good things from major meister in the better versions of the country cups through december in victoria um not so good subsequently what's he up to
3: Yeah, I'm not too sure. I haven't really asked Jace about him. Yeah, he hasn't mentioned anything about him being in the sprint, so they might have been going to give him a let-up. He he had a couple of big runs and and really won well a couple of those Country Cup meetings and probably just took a toll on him a little bit, so he might be getting a little freshen up.
0: Okay, the Oaks and the Derby heats are Saturday week, so we're getting very close to both of them. One's this week, one's the week after. What are you driving in the Oaks and the Derbys at the moment?
3: Yeah, at the moment, I'm pretty quiet with the Oaks. Um, You know, I've got a little filly uh, for Shane C. Anderson, sweet agenda. She's racing tomorrow at Menangle. But, um, you know, she's got a little bit of ability, but she's going to have to step up. Um, She was beaten first off at Menangle, but went okay. But she's going to have to improve to feature in those kind of races. uh, And I've got naturally gifted... He's a really nice two-year-old and he's um, you know coming back from a spell and he'll go through the derby heats and you know, with a nice little draw, he's definitely going to be good enough to be competing with a better horse.
0: This Saturday you'll be on, I presume, Invitation Only in a star-stacked Chariots of Fire. That's the feature race at Menangle this Saturday night. Uh, look, he's picked an awfully tough four-year-old crop to dive into. Not only the horses he raced the other night, but of course, Republican Party and at the top of a very high mountain, Captain Ravishing. You've had a bit of a look at Captain Ravishing. What do you make of him?
3: Yeah, he's an unbelievable horse. He's just got so, so much speed and, uh, you know, he can put good horses away with, with ease, really. And, um, you know, all going well with no bad luck. He looks really hard to beat. And uh, the only way I can see him getting beat is if he probably draws 10 and he, he can't find his way you know forward and, and gets track wide but um you know it looks he's race to lose and yeah he's a pretty impressive horse
0: invitation only uh is is quite lowly rated he's not up to those horses just yet even though he's going to be in that race i would have thought he'll be a horse you can have some fun with over the next couple of months
3: yeah definitely you know he didn't um have the best of manners and and did a few things wrong at melton but he you know jace changed a fair bit of gear on him from an angle and he felt like a completely different horse and he ran a nice race you know it's first go at menangle and they went a mile and 50 and he wasn't far away so he went not too bad but um you know jared Ulchins also qualified miles ultimate ronnie so he's another one that I, I more than likely probably go with him in that race so he's a horse that can definitely run a place to Captain ravishing with the right run
0: all well, right, mate. You uh, you mentioned the fact you're driving Sweet Agenda tomorrow in race three. That's at two thirty seven out of Menangle, Anything else you're driving at Menangle tomorrow? You think can potentially win one or, or be worth a couple of dollars for our listeners?
3: I got my ultimate Byron in the in the last race. He's stepping back from you know racing Saturday nights, so I think he'll be hard to beat. And um, you know he's he's. Both his runs he missed away in the chariots qualifier, but still went okay but his first that run i was super happy with the way he felt so i think it will be pretty hard to beat in that race
0: cam you're driving a lot at the absolute top level now you tend to drive in all the good races the hunter cups the the miracle miles and inter dominions all that sort of stuff who's the horse to beat in the miracle mile is it as easy as captain ravishing or is bondi lockdown sort of closing in on that of course and he's a approving an angle horse now and he has the luke and blinder mccarthy polish do you have any views on which one of those two is the best or in fact whether it's one of the other ones whether it's an eye cast no shadow type horse is the horse to beat in the miracle mile on march the fourth
3: yeah probably um probably a little biased but i think cast no shadow you know anyone that can win a landsmith mile can probably win a, a miracle mile in my opinion and he's put plenty of quick miles up on the board and i think he's definitely going to be up there in the top You know, two or three chances, but, um, you know, obviously Bondi lockdown looks like he's um, getting close to back to his best, and we know how good he is when he is at his best, so he's obviously going to feature. And, um, you know, as good as Captain Captain Ravishing is, I'd I'd probably like to see him, you know, take on a a few of the open class horses before, um, you know, you take the short odds for him to win a miracle mile. But, um, you know, if he puts a chariot to fire field away, it's a very handy field. Um, Comfortably, he's definitely going to have to be a, a highly rated chance as well
0: mate it must be nice to to be home in new south wales for a month or so because you've done an awful lot of traveling in the last well probably 12 weeks so must be nice to sleep in your own bed drive your own car and uh, not have to be living out of a suitcase
3: yeah definitely you know um, i really enjoy getting around uh, australasia for these big races but it definitely makes it a little easier when you can sleep in your own bed and only got 15 minutes to go to the track at Menangle um, for all these big races. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to this carnival and um, hopefully we can have a bit of success.
0: Mate, congratulations on what's been a stellar summer for you. Of course, an Inter-Dominion winning summer. Thank you for joining us this morning and you're looking forward to more Group 1 feats for you and Jason over the next month or so. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Cameron Hart, who sometimes I forget how young he is. I think he's only 22 or 23, and he just drives up an absolute storm. And he has, of course, some big drives coming up at the carnival, which we head to Newcastle this Friday night for the Newcastle Mile. Now, news coming up that Bondi Lockdown is not going to be going there. He's going to wait for the preludes for the Miracle Mile the week after. The Chariots of Fire sees Captain Ravishing come to Monangle this Saturday. That market will be out either later tonight or tomorrow. And, of course, we have the Mears races, the three-year-old boys, the three-year-old girls, and the Miracle Mile preludes on Saturday week. Somebody who's looking forward, undoubtedly, to that New South Wales Oaks is Jack Callaghan, because Jack is driving peaceful. And she came out and beat some very highly respected boys at Menangle on uh, Saturday night. Jack, I thought she was super
4: Yeah, good morning Mick, thanks for having me on, and yeah, I couldn't agree with you anymore, she was really impressive on
0: Saturday, and uh, really good to have her back. A lot of people wouldn't realise that Peaceful, who was a very good two-year-old filly last season, is out of champion filly slash Mia Frith. She reminds me a bit of Frith too, she's got a fair bit of size about her now, and she she seems to have a very long stride, haven't seen her in the flesh, I'll see a miracle mile night, but she seems to really get over the ground.
4: Yeah, she is a really big filly, Mick. She's um, been really tall and quite lanky right from her early two-year-old season. Um, And she's, you know, this season she's really filled out a lot, which is good uh, stepping up to that Oaks distance racing. And, yeah, she's got a a real long stride on her, gets her feet right out in front of her nose. And
0: um, she's got all the attributes to be a good horse. She's over, she was over 2,300 metres on Saturday, so that's obviously a perfect lead-in to the Oaks. Sounds like the Emma Stewart three-year-olds aren't coming north for the Oaks. That's good news.
4: Yeah, I just had a look at the Noms this morning, Mick, and uh, they didn't seem to have any in, so it's always a bonus when you don't have to race there, or so they're obviously extremely hard to to be, especially in those juvenile racing, so. Um, In saying that, I probably wouldn't have been uh, scared of him after the
0: way she went on Sunday. A horse you also drove on Saturday night was a totally different-looking horse in Madrid, the little filly who was second between Brave U, Kelly, and Stylish Memphis. Actually good to see her step into the open grade and be able to hold her own and beat Stylish Memphis because I suppose, Jack there was always that sort of doubt of her being a bit smaller that she could probably do that. But I thought she would, she did a good job on Saturday night.
4: Yeah, this mare's done an extremely good job, Mick. As you said, she's only just come into the uh, open mares racing at the moment. Just, she was obviously a really good two and three-year-old filly and you know, had the two starts now against probably some of the best mares in the country and Put into really good performances, so she's um she's a nice size mare. She's not actually that small, to be honest, and um she's got plenty of gate speed, so she'll definitely be competitive in that Queen Elizabeth.
0: One of those horses who looks smaller on television than she does, probably sitting behind her. You head to Menangle tomorrow, Jack, and you're driving a horse who's one of the hottest favourites in a a nice class race there for quite some time. Ulta Orlando. Turns up tomorrow a horse who's been placed in Miracle Miles and into Dominion's, and Jack, he's in a field which to be perfectly honest, I never thought I'd see him race these type of horses. He's up against some rating 68s and some 74s. Surely you're heading to race 5 at Manangle tomorrow feeling pretty confident.
4: Yeah, I'd like to think so Mickey. As he's obviously getting back in a really um, lower grade race than what he's used to so Uh, He's still an old fellow with plenty of tricks, but um, it's a really nice race for him to start his preparation.
0: Jack, you drove Spirit of St. Louis, or Spirit of St. Louis, we'll still get to the bottom of that, in the Hunter Cup uh, last week, and and look, you, you stayed in front, which he had every right to do, because he's been good enough to win major races from in front. What did you make of his performance, and do you think he'll be better suited To a miracle mile type race back on his home track with of course the the heats next week or or is he going to newcastle to try and qualify this friday
4: yeah i was wrapped in his run in that race mickey copped a lot of pressure and i I said in the week leading up that i was going to be holding the front and that's what we did and upset a few kiwis in the process so it, it um even though it wasn't the re- result we wanted, I was still really wrapped in his performance and, you know, he still was travelling just as good as most of them at the top of the straight and just the last 100 got a bit tired, so um, uh, he's come back to Sydney now and he seems really fresh and bright uh, after a few days off and uh, he'll just be going straight to the sprints at an uh, angle he won't be going to Newcastle.
0: Okay, where do you put him in the picking order now? Because you've seen Captain Ravishing, obviously Bondi Lockdown seems to be really in the zone. Can they? Are they too good for Spirit of St. Louis, or is he more proven than them? And maybe your horse is being a touch underrated compared with them in the market.
4: No, I definitely don't think they're too good for him. I I think it's really hard to compare Captain Ravishing against these type of horses, considering he's never raced them and he's just always been against his own age group so it's going to be a massive step up for him if he is able to qualify for the miracle mile um and Bondo lockdown couldn't have been more impressive his last two
0: runs so it's uh, shaping for a really good race and i, th- I think my bike's as good as any you're looking forward to the next month mate you've got some serious horses and serious group one races uh, on what's effectively these days your home track it, It looks an exciting carnival for us watching. What's it going to be like for you, do you think?
4: Yeah, it's very exciting to have some good horses in these type of races. They're the ones you want to be in, and hopefully, with a bit of luck, we
0: can have a bit of big race success throughout it. Mate, we appreciate your time always for you and for Cam and for Ricky this morning to come on and join us. Um, absolutely love peaceful she's a wonderful filly looking forward to seeing her in the new south wales oaks qualifiers this week and mate good luck over the next month and yeah uh, we're hoping you get some more black type next to your name thanks very much mate jack calligan does a great job in the sulky as does another of the young guns and cameron hart and not so young is tough monarch he's 11 these days which in human years is a lot but he is the most winningest Horse at Monangle with Victory 27 on Saturday night. That was on the pace this morning. Now, we're back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. Between now and then, there'll be a barrier draw for the Chariots of Fire. It's a really serious race at Monangle on Saturday night. There'll also be a barrier draw for the Newcastle Mile. As you would expect, that's at Newcastle. On Friday night, the winner of that goes straight into the Million Dollar Miracle Mile on March the 4th. It is all go in Harness Racing in New South Wales. If you stick with us at Sky Sport Radio, we promise we'll keep you up to date. On the pace, Wednesday 10.30, Thursday 10.30, and winners around the same time on Friday. Looking forward to giving you all that information. If you're having a bet on this Monday, do so responsibly. Good luck very shortly after this break. We're back to Dave with some of this great galloping content as he's out at the sales, out and about, finding out about who's buying what at Riverside.